Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to the Tired Mummy Podcast, a safe platform where we can openly discuss the highs and lows of parenthood, judgment-free. Join me in authentic conversations with mums and dads from across the globe. Let's help each other feel less alone, let's grow, evolve, and feel better in our parenting skin together. Come join our tribe while we get into some real talk. And don't forget, bring your coffee. Welcome all to the second episode of the Tired Mummy podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Today we talk to Miranda, who is a mama of a beautiful four-year-old girl, Layla, and we talk about postpartum depression and what it was like moving countries when you've just found out you're pregnant and what it was like navigating motherhood away from home. I hope you enjoy the chat. This episode is unfiltered, so please be conscious of little ears. Hello, Miranda. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm so excited and grateful to have you on. Full disclosure, everybody. Um, Miranda is my beautiful cousin, um, and I'm really excited to dive into some Tired Mummy talk with her. Um, To kick us off, Miranda, can you please tell the listeners a little bit about you, your family, and what's one piece of parenting advice you wish you had not listened to? Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Um, to be here. Um, A little bit about myself and my family. Um, So um, Derek and I, we've been together for, trying to figure it out the other day, I was thinking, I I think it's eight years, just about. So It's hard to um, remember when you're tired. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, exactly right. Um, And um, we have a beautiful four-year-old little girl who, um, for the first nearly two years of her life, like almost never slept more than two hours in a row. It makes me feel so much better. (laughs) (laughs) So those first two years were like complete delirium. Um, And um, and yeah, we we are currently, so we're both Aussies. 
um, and we are currently living in New Zealand, have been um, for the last five years. So we actually had Layla um, in New Zealand. We actually found out that I was pregnant um, two days before jumping on the flight. <laughs> wow. Come over. Like, yeah, it was the that. night that we were, um, it was the night we were packing everything into the storage container and we were like, I just had a feeling and, um, and we'd been trying for ages. And, um, and yeah, I just had a feeling and I was like, yep, okay, I am. And then Derek was like, do not lift a box. You're not going to touch anything. <laughs> so he packed the whole, the whole thing himself. So um, yeah, but, um, but that's kind of a little bit about us. <laughs> One piece of advice that I reckon was the biggest load of BS is um, the sleep when the baby sleeps. Like oh, that's yeah. just the biggest load of, like, I don't know. Who, who lives that dream, whoever they are, um, I envy them because um, my daughter didn't sleep very much. She was a very light sleeper. So any chances of me actually um, getting any sleep, not a chance. And then, like, that was the time where I was like, oh, now I've got to clean the mayhem that's been caused in my house or catch up on laundry or just, like, sit on the couch and <laughs> try to not fall apart um yeah so that's probably the the advice that I was like ha huh, <laughs> that's not a real thing yeah I, I I had a few people tell me that hey and I was like you've either forgotten what it's like to have small babies or yeah. you just you've never had kids like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. it's just impossible to be honest, I've probably count on one hand how many times I've napped when, when Presley's napped and, yeah, yeah, probably five times in his life. Yeah. He's how old now? He's 16 months old now. <laughs> yeah. It just yeah. doesn't happen. <laughs> it doesn't. No, and you, and no. also you get so tired that you're overtired and then you can't yeah. relax enough to sleep. It's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. Okay. Do you um does Presley sleep in your bedroom or does he does he have his own bedroom now? No. Well, we co-sleep now. And we yeah. we have we did go um so we started off with co-sleeping on the forget. So <laughs> my midwife, like the first night, you know, Presley was born at like 8 p.m. or whatever, and they left at midnight because yeah. we had a home birth. And she was like, okay, so she just lay next to you, like in bed and I was like what <laughs> like I had no clue I was like what yep you'll just lay there and I'm like okay and so <laughs> I spent that whole night that was the, that first night of Presley's life was the longest he's ever slept to this day he slept oh. six hours and that's the oh, longest wow. he's ever slept <laughs> oh. yeah. and I remember Donnie and I the midwife came over the next day and we're like he slept for six hours. Like, that's amazing. And now I look back and she was trying to tell us so hard that, like, that was not going to happen again. <laughs> she, was like, <laughs> she was like, oh, you know, sometimes they do that um, when they're first born because they're really, really tired. She's like, um, but it don't get used to it is what she said, but I think that just went through my mind. I didn't really listen. But, yeah, yeah. We, we have gone through quite a few different sleeping arrangements. I think when he was six months old, we put him into his bedroom and that lasted a month. Yeah. Yeah, didn't work because he was waking up every hour. So, yeah. 
which yeah. he still does I just heard him wake up then um <laughs> hopefully Donnie can get him back to sleep <laughs> all right let, let's move on to a qu- another question um yeah. yeah we touched on this before we hit record so we'll yeah go back there a little bit um what did motherhood look like for you before you became a mum and has that changed? Yeah, okay. So I guess um, before actually having Layla, I really had in my mind, I really, I had this version of myself I wanted to be. So I wanted to be the eco-friendly green mum who only uses reusable um, diapers and and um you know, I wanted to only only buy organic and only, um, you know, have um, a really wide range plan of like how I'm going to introduce food and it's going to be amazing. It's all going to be smooth sailing. And she's going to eat everything. Um, and that's just not how it went. <laughs> so, um, you know, we did, we, we did um, do the reusable diaper thing for a while. And then, um, then we started to sort of um, only use them through the day um, because um, she'd soak through them during the night. And um, then that would be another reason that would wake her up. And I'd be like, oh my God, <laughs> I was just through elimination of trying to eliminate things that were stopping her from sleeping. Sleeping, yeah. And then, and, um, and I guess like the, eventually that all went out the window. And I think what I've just realized is that um, I did not anticipate, like postpartum depression was not, on my radar at all I um it wasn't something until after the fact that I look back now and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> she had it she had a bad <laughs> that, yeah. that was me to a T but I didn't realize like when I was in that dark hole I didn't know that that's where I was um and I suppose um you know um I love the mum that I am and although it's not the idealistic version um of how it how it turned out you know Layla's great she's a great kid now once now that she sleeps like I used to always say she was the perfect baby it's like if only she slept that was the only thing that she wasn't good at she was always really happy um she you know she was most she was a bit of a picky but you know that's okay you can't have it all um but yeah once she actually started to to sleep um then I was like yeah like I've got it good now (laughs) but but yeah I think um I think a lot of people, I think there's a lot of pressure to, um, about, you know, you're like, you're less of a mum if you bottle feed or like you're like, oh, yeah. best and, and all of that. And I think, um, um, I was really fortunate with my breastfeeding journey. Like it was, it was amazing. We managed to do it for nearly two years. Um, like first latch was amazing. Like I didn't go through any um, trauma like I know so many men, many mums do, do yeah. but I think um, I think yeah I guess um, it's sort of hard you have this idealistic version of how you think it should be and so then every time that something slips and it's not how that version is in your mind it's like you it's really hard or it's really easy to beat yourself up about that and it's yeah, yeah. I think there's so many there's so much mum guilt about absolutely everything yeah 
Oh yeah, mum guilt is an absolute real thing. <laughs> so I wanted to know because I just I just couldn't even imagine and seriously take my hat off to you. What was it like becoming a mum living away from your home country? Oh, um, so I've I've thought about this a lot actually um, over the last few years. I think in a lot of ways we're really blessed that. Um, we, we didn't have, it wasn't like we experienced having lots of family support around and then were removed from that because we just kind of, we were here, we didn't have any family support at all. It was just us. Um, it, we just kind of, we just, we just got on with it. We just did it. We didn't know any different. Um, it wasn't, it didn't really hit me so much until, um, like going back home for visits and then seeing um, friends and family have have that that supportive network. It was wasn't until actually seeing that and being like, oh wow, I'm actually really missing out on that, and Layla's missing out on that. And um, but I mean, I suppose like when we were going through it all, it was we didn't know any different, so we just we just did it all and we just carried on and. Um, and we made a conscious effort to make Layla fit into the lifestyle that we wanted rather than trying to pander all of our, like sort of build everything around her. Obviously she was, you know, the center of our attention, but like if we wanted to go out somewhere, we'd bring her with us. And um, if we, I've got a photo and she's like a couple of months old and she's in a little capsule and we're watching the UFC, like in a bar. So That's <laughs> awesome. We just, um, we just tried to um, make sure that we, that we didn't um, lose ourselves and our, and our life and, and connecting to each other as well as, um, having her there and I think that's made her a really well-adjusted um, kid like people have always complimented on how um, she's just she's very um, she's not fussed if her uh, environment changes or anything like that like she she'll sleep anywhere as long as we're there she's happy kind of thing so um, I think we I suppose in like looking back it would have been really nice to have um you know, some extra support and I think times where where we do kind of um, feel like we're missing out is, you know, just I think that there was definitely a period of time where our relationship suffered because it was just him and I and it was really hard and also Layla wasn't sleeping very well and so um, we were tired, a little grumpy and we were a little bit disconnected and I think... Um, it would have been nice to have um, friend and family support to be like someone just to be like, you know, I'll, I'll watch her for, for a night, go and have dinner somewhere. Like we didn't actually have the opportunity to do that until, um, well, we had the first night away um, from Layla was when she was two and a half, I think. So like we, yeah, I mean, like in terms of there were sacrifices that, that we made, but I suppose at the time we weren't super conscious that we were making a sacrifice, if that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like that. Um, yeah, yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that definitely helps you. Like if you, if you don't know what you don't know, like you don't know what you don't know, like 
so that kind of kind of was you know worked in your favor but I was a bit the same like we didn't really have anyone around and those that were around were not too helpful just because yeah Yeah. I don't know they're from that era where they didn't get the support so it just doesn't enter their mind like it's just not a thought but my like FOMO I guess from support came from social media seeing all these families like yeah you know I saw one family where like before the baby was even born they all did like a first aid course together (laughs) for like yeah the baby like you know there was like 15 of them and I was like whoa like (laughs) would love to know what that kind of unit feels like and having that much support but we're the same we didn't have a date night (laughs) our first date night we haven't had a night away from Presley I don't even see that anywhere in the future (laughs) but I think our first like night together just dinner which was only like two hours long oh I don't know he was like 10 months old um and that was because we found um a babysitter who was amazing um but yeah now she's stuck (laughs) over on the Queensland border so we haven't seen her for a really long time so we haven't we haven't had a date night since he's 16 months old we've been out once um yeah um but yeah that's that's a really cool story and it's it's I really do connect with you on the I mean I'm sure a lot of people would with the um the challenging part of the relationship and keeping connected when you're so tired and it's just you two and it's like, especially if you're still at home and they're going to work and they're going to work tired, yeah. but you're tired oh because you've been up all yeah. night and then you've been looking yeah, after this is. child all day it's, and then um, they come home and then you want to break, but they want to break and it's just like hard this vicious cycle. And um, I don't I don't know anyone that got it right. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you can have the most solid um, and supportive relationship ever and... Um, and I still think that there's that that period where you're trying to struggle, and it's and it's exactly like you say, like you're you're both exhausted, um, and of course, you know they're working all day and then coming home and they just want to relax. But it's like as soon as they get the door, it's like oh my god, like please just give me like five minutes to myself. I just um yeah, it's it's hard. It's so it's it's really hard. Something that um that I um didn't really I guess like uh when I when we came to New Zealand we we got quite close to um some sort of um Pacifica um families and that was like the first time I guess I was just really in awe of their family unit like you know their their family is their, well, their whānau is, is huge and so involved and supportive and um, and I just, it wasn't until then that I was like, wow, and like so culturally involved still and I was really inspired by that and that was probably where it, where I was like, like that's, that's what I want. I want. I want our daughter to have that experience and it's, you know, not every family can provide that. It's like not every family dynamic can. And so we, we did our best to sort of 
pick and choose our <laughs> our friends and they sort of became our family and um you know we've been really lucky we've made some really um we've pretty much got one one couple one one group one couple of friends and um and they've got um a little boy who's um a few days younger than Layla and um and Derek and Tim they work together and like all four of us get along really well like the like all of us are really good friends which is like so rare or at least it has been in my <laughs> has been rare in my life and it's just been an absolute game changer and I think that um but yeah we and it made it a huge relief having um another family going through that same transition at the same time because like Lisa and I could vent to each other Derek and Tim could vent with each other and but we could all get along together and and have have a great time together and really nice to have another couple that um and you know our kids were the same age and like you know they've grown up together for the last you know four nearly five years it's just um that's probably been the best thing and that's what I'm saddest to leave is that I feel like we've I feel like in a way like we're leaving us half of our family behind if that makes sense you know that's going to be tricky about moving back and then moving back to an area where I don't have family. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't have like a great deal of support, no friends or anything like that. So that's definitely daunting, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's the, it's the same with us. I mean, we haven't had that kind of um, tribe or village for that long. Like I've literally only just found my people. And I feel like it's taken me a really long time. For those who don't, I don't know if we've mentioned this previously, Miranda and I have just sold our house. We're both selling our houses and moving. She's moving back to Australia and we're moving. We don't know where yet. Um, But, yeah, it's that um, it's going to be hard letting go. Like if we don't stay in the area, um, you know, going to miss those people a lot. Because tribe and village is so important. Honestly, it just really makes you feel more secure. I suppose yeah, I don't know. It really does. It's just it's 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 gives you it's that. Nice I don't to know. Feel like you're not the only one going through these things. Like I remember, um, like Lisa and I met while we were both pregnant, but I I um, had some pretty decent postpartum depression afterwards, and it wasn't that I was like crying and depressed and like oh woe is me like postpartum depression doesn't always look like that but I became really recluse extremely anxious didn't want anyone else to hold Layla I was I got like separation anxiety um quite badly with her like um I didn't want I wanted to be in control of everything around her I guess I just wanted I just I just felt like I had to be a protective force field around her. I just wanted like no one to ever touch her or hurt her or anything like that. And so I think um, it it was probably, I think it was four months before I actually, like four months when Layla was born, like she was four months old and it was, it took my friend Lisa. um, She'd asked me so many times, like, come have brunch with me come have brunch with me like and she was she was like I need someone to catch up with but it was really her she just she had to like really push me out of my comfort zone she was like she's she like I've had enough you're coming with me I'm booking us a table like come 
come and have brunch with me and and we met up and that was that it like took so, such a um an effort and she even like the place that we went to was literally like a five minute walk around the corner from my place because I just got into this such an anxious like tied myself into knots and it was like finally having someone like sort of pull me out of that dark hole um like it was ha- having that really I really needed that kick kick up the bum to sort of be like all right like you need to get out of this and once I did it was like I saw everything brand new it was like I didn't it wasn't probably wasn't until then that I realized where I'd been <laughs> if that that makes yeah it's life-changing when you get yeah. out of that because I went through something yeah. similar and we were living um in Mwoolumba where there's not too much going on so even when I did get out it just I felt like I wasn't I just felt yeah. like I was stuck and so then I just was staying inside all the time and I feel really bad looking back at it. I'm like, the poor, this poor child <laughs> missing out yeah. on so much <laughs> because I don't want to leave the house. Yeah. But, yeah, it's um one just one of the things you add to the list of when you become a mum. I mean, obviously everyone's story is different, but I definitely relate to you with, yeah. with that. Like, yeah, anxiety has lots of different faces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and it's just so many things like... Um, Things like that where I didn't realise, um, like, things about motherhood that not too many people talk about or, like, I wasn't aware of before becoming a mum. Like, I guess, you know, I, maybe I could have been better researched <laughs> about becoming a mum. I feel you. But, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> a bit, like, I was definitely blindsided by things like that. And I was predisposed to depression. I've had depression throughout my life, um, uh, medicated, unmedicated, you know, um, and I guess perhaps that makes me at more more risk of having postpartum depression. Um, but, yeah, I think definitely having having – so I had a really rough pregnancy as well. Like, I was vomiting – morning, noon and night from pretty much, I think it was like seven weeks um, pregnant up right up. Like I was still vomiting the day that she was born. Like I, like I was so sick that whole time. So we. Yeah, that doesn't set you up at all. So I think we we moved over to New Zealand. I would have been about four weeks pregnant when we moved over here. So I had about three good weeks. And so we were like traveling around and like spending the weekends when Derek wasn't at work, um, having a look around and everything. And it was great. Um, and then it was the day that I actually went for my first scan, um, uh, was the day. So, and my first scan ended up being early. We thought, cause I've, I've got really like PMI, but I have like really, um, long, um, like cycles. So I thought they thought that I was going to be like 14 weeks pregnant or something. Um, but I actually ended up only being, I think it was like seven weeks and two days or something. Um, and it was actually on the way back from having that scan. We had to pull up on the side of the highway and I was throwing up on the side of the, side of the highway, which was very, very nice. But um, but so that like moving from to a new country, not knowing anyone and then being so sick and miserable and like spent virtually like eight months on the couch confined to, you know, the bedroom and the toilet. Like it was, it was not... Um, yeah, I certainly wasn't one of those people that um, really got the chance to enjoy pregnancy. <laughs> um, 
second trimester was definitely the better of like, which I think is like the general consensus, even if you're not following all of the time. Um, but it, but I think that definitely, like, I would say I was probably actually depressed before I even, like before she was even born, before that trend, huge transition had even happened yeah. because it was a huge, it was a, 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 a time of huge change. I was alone. Um, I didn't have any friends. And then, so then I was so sick. I didn't, didn't have the energy to go out and socialise to make friends. Yeah, make an effort. Yeah, understandably. But, um, but I mean, like I look yeah. at it now and, you know, things are great. Like it's it's awesome and we're, you know, setting up, setting up to come back home, which is really exciting. And so, you know, it's all good now, but it's just like at the time it just feels like, feels like so much but I don't know you just like I said like you don't you don't get any other choice other than to just take day by day so I feel like we did all right 100% makes you very present yeah yeah is there anything that you miss from um pre-mum life yes I really miss um I miss the freedom of just being able to do what I want and the thing that I miss the most is actually going to the gym like I it's in Australia they have creches at a lot of gyms but in New Zealand that's not a thing that they do here and so I didn't even have the opportunity and I I don't know if you remember but like right when I fell pregnant I was right into like bodybuilding and all that and gone to those days yeah damn girl (laughs) I might add one of those pictures oh to the show god, notes. Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> um, you worked really, oh, really I hard. Did. I did. I worked really hard. And you should, yeah, you should be proud um, of yourself. And but yeah, that I feel like that was such a before pregnancy, working out and the gym and everything. That was a huge ac- ac- uh, aspect of my life, and it was really that was like my therapy. It was very healing for me for like for my mind, body and soul. It was very, um, yeah, it was like, it was like my therapy and that's probably what I miss the most is just not having that freedom. And, you know, Derek works really long hours. And so like, and for the first year, year of Layla's life, I was lucky enough to be able to be at home with her that whole time. Um, and so Derek was working long hours and, he was shattered by the time he got home so I'd have to either like wake up at four o'clock in the morning which is almost impossible when you're already getting like no sleep so uh, no yeah so, hell no um, I haven't done any exercise since uh, Presley was yeah. born <laughs> except for like yeah, walking the yeah. press oh man so that's that's definitely but even the creative oh, side yeah. to um doing the competitions oh, yeah. on stage yeah. um like I'm sure you missed that too yeah yeah and I feel like you know I actually found on my phone um I'd I'd I was filming um I was going to put some stuff on YouTube but I never did but I was filming like when we first um moved over and it was me talking about how you know I'd I'd just I'd won my pro card and then I was going to I'd I'd won like um the like I'd I'd become eligible to be able to go and compete in um, Vegas. And so back when you could, you know, fly internationally so easily. Yeah. Travel. <laughs> um, and I remember in, in that video, like I, I was like saying how I just found out that I was pregnant and we were super excited and that it might mean that, you know, we might put put the, the Vegas on the back burner for a year. 
huh, <laughs> five years later, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, but um, yeah, I mean, not, I would never compete again, not to diss anyone that does. It's awesome. And it's, it's, it's really good. It's just, you know, my, my priorities have shifted, but I would love to make fitness a priority in my life again, just because it, it's so good for my mind, body and soul. But also it would be a great, like I, w- I want to be um, a good example for Layla as well. Like I, I feel like, you know, in some ways I've let myself turn into a bit of a blob. <laughs> uh, and I just... I, You're definitely oh, not no, a blob. Not, but um, yeah, I guess I just want to be a bit more... Um, I mean, you probably... F- I can understand you probably feel like a blob. I feel like a blob. I know I'm not a blob, but oh, I definitely I feel, feel like one. Like yeah. We're like going, I think we're like four months locked down now and I've definitely, I was doing okay until it's just this lockdown. I was doing fine until just this lockdown and now I'm like, oh my gosh. It's, yeah, it's, but oh, hopefully we'll be in Australia soon and have, you know, slightly more freedom, which I'm looking forward to and just like, better weather and being able to just get outdoors. Yeah, it makes such a difference being able to get outside here. Like I'm not sure how I would cope daily if I couldn't get Presley outside. Like we really struggle on rainy days. Like not just Presley but myself as well. <laughs> like I just, yeah, getting outside is my number one tool to coping. <laughs> um, my last question for you is... Um, if you could go back and tell your maiden self anything before becoming a mother, what would it be? Oh, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I just think um, I spent a lot of time. Oh, actually, what I would do is I would probably say, um, don't be afraid to enjoy it because we'd actually, um, I don't know, like trigger warning, but we, we had had um, what well, I had had, um, uh, a number of miscarriages before having Layla and so I guess it took a really long time in my pregnancy to feel as though it was safe to enjoy it and um, I guess I, I spent a lot of the time um, fearful and I guess um, I feel like perhaps that mm, you know, made me not enjoy the pregnancy like quite as much as I could have because I suppose I was, you know, living in this in this world of of fear that it might not that you know we might that we might lose her. Um, but I mean, in terms of like tips for um, because like being a mum, oh, I don't really know. Like I just I feel like we just I'm really grateful that um, my partner and I both were quite um synergistic and we just sort of took the approach of like let's just roll with it kind of thing and we just neither of us are too stressy we balance each other out really well and so I I think um because when neither of us are too highly strung um we were quite calm which then made Layla quite nice and calm as well so I feel I feel like um yeah, I don't know. Um, that's, go, sorry, go with that's the flow. Answer, but, 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 yeah, like there's nothing too much that I feel like. Um, no, I think that's great advice. I, I had told myself. Yeah, I think that's yeah. great advice, <laughs> you know. Um, I think sometimes when you become a mum or when you, well, definitely for me, is your confidence just goes out the window. You're like, I don't know what I'm doing. 
and like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'm doing yeah. and am I doing it right and, you know, am I doing enough of this? Am I doing too much of that? And you're just always worrying and I feel like the advice of um, just trying to enjoy it and go with the flow yeah. is yeah. amazing because, yeah, I definitely, yeah, didn't do that either. I'm way more, I'm yeah. way more with the flow now. I was too obsessed yeah. with yeah. like trying to be the perfect mum at the start. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's just, I think you're all like it's. We get that we put that pressure on ourselves, but then you know we're we're living in a world of social media as well, where there's so many idealistic um, portrayals of what motherhood looks like. Um, when you're living in it and it doesn't look like that, you know, you can't help but be like, oh, am I actually like, what am I doing wrong? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, even Donnie used to get frustrated at like social media. He'd be like, I'm sick of seeing all these people like at cafes and on the beach with their like kid and we can't go because he's screaming. Like (laughs) it's just like, Yeah. yeah, we were just completely blindsided and a bit annoyed that people weren't honest with what parenthood involves oh yeah yeah no it's easy to be like that you know the high highlight reel <laughs> yeah like yeah so that's what I um hope to kind of achieve with this podcast is keep it real and you know yeah I just think yeah. hearing people's stories and helps people Oh, 100%. I mean, that's how we all relate, you know, like everyone, like you can relate to almost anyone on something, on some point, on some level. And I think motherhood is something that like there's so many people going through something similar. And I think like mothers have like this, like even if it's not the same experience, you have this like, you. I don't know, like even when I'm walking down the street and I pass another mum, like it's always like a, a smile and a nod or, you know, like just, yeah. just being like, I see you, girl, like we're doing okay. I see you, I see <laughs> yeah. you and you are amazing. Exactly, exactly. It's like this like sisterhood yeah. of like people you don't even know, but it's like it's just this, yeah, it's, an, it's nice. It's nice to sort of see it that way and I, I hope, I hope I'm not the only one that feels that way. <laughs> ah, that concludes episode number two with Miranda. And I just really wanted to say thank you to Miranda for joining me. I'm so grateful that she carved out some time to chat with us all things motherhood. You can join me next week for another episode of the Tired Mummy podcast. You can find us on Instagram at the Tired Mummy. Please slide into my DMs if there's any topics you'd like us to talk about. Until then, this Tired Mummy is signing out. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.